0: The following podcast is brought to you by The Village Sendo. For more information, visit villagesendo.org. Anyway, it's uh, really good to see all of you. It's been quite a while. Uh, I've had uh, a lot lot going on uh, for quite a long time. Um... My name is Hongo. I'm a senior student at the uh, Village Zendo. And uh, anyway, uh, recently, uh, my wife and I, we moved up to uh, Northampton, and Massachusetts. Uh, It's been a long time coming. And last Sunday, I started sitting with the Oxbow Sangha for the first time. It was, uh, I hadn't realized how much I really miss sitting with other people and sitting with all of you. It's been so long with, uh, since COVID. Uh, I used to come in quite regularly. Um, at the end of the, of the uh, uh, sit, uh, we had a service, and it was wonderful just chatting with people in person. I really, really love that. I also uh, have missed the scent of the incense, so the quiet dance that goes on with, uh, with the people moving in and out of the uh, space. And I especially miss ozankai's and preparing and offering meals for Oreoki with Saison. That's been such a long time ago. The signs of spring are, uh, are here. <laughs> and, uh, Uh, Now, and I'm seeing buds open on the trees. And uh, some of the trees are actually um, looking like they're starting to turn green. And the daffodils and hyacinths and tulips are pushing up and some of them are blooming. The maple trees are very happy right now because it's been freezing at night and warm during the day. And so it might be a good year for uh, maple syrup. I love the spring and the smell of the earth. Everything begins again in the spring. And now that we are, we've moved to Northampton, we have uh, immediately become involved with our local uh, gardening uh, community. We signed up for a plot. And uh, we got a 20 by 20 plot. And that should be sufficient to supply us with all our vegetables for the whole entire year. For a long time, my wife and I had wanted to move for, to a quieter setting. So over a year and a half, we've been uh, searching for a good place to go. And we planned—we uh, had planned to go back to Colorado. We had—we'd lived there for a few years and had a house there, but never really felt at home. Um, I didn't want to, also, it was very important to me to not lose contact with the Zendos. So instead, we started looking in Northampton because I knew there was a uh, sister uh, um, uh, Sanga there. And with the help of the Oxbow uh, community, and in particular, Mekame and Kyokushin, we decided to move up here. We've moved several times uh, in the past from California to New York, from New York to Colorado, back again to New York back and forth and back and forth. These moves were, for sure, stress inducing, but this time it was much more complicated and, as I see it, unnecessarily so, from what my experience is from the past. But I tried to tackle each uh, complication as it came up. That's all you can really do. While buying our condo, the situation kept changing and, in particular, the closing dates that the seller wanted, which didn't make much difference to me, but it did to the loan. The lender uh, also kept asking for documents. Ju- uh, one uh, And just as I thought I had given them everything they could possibly want, they'd ask for more. And I'd have to go on a search for more documents to uh, satisfy them. I often felt completely overwhelmed in. The, and in the end, everything came together, as things normally usually do. They come together some one way or another, and we are now might nicely moved in, even though there are still loose, loose ends to take care of. My saga isn't unusual, and for a while, I've been hearing from many people how complicated things are now, and it seems to be a great concern to a lot of people. I know the feeling of being overwhelmed, and when I say overwhelmed, I mean things being beyond my capacity to take care of or to the point where I just want to throw up my hands and say, to heck with it. I came across uh, this quote uh, that says, it is easy to feel overwhelmed when you're so focused on the future that you forget about today. For me, it's not so much uh, forgetting about the future or the, the present, <laughs> but planning about what's, you know, planning and trying to get things together about what's coming up the, uh, on the horizon can be uh, obsessed, I can get obsessed over it. It's not the planning, it's not that planning is bad. But going over and over in one's mind can lead to sleepless nights, which I have had several of. I don't remember things being like this as much as uh, in the past, but it probably was, possibly even more. For a while now, I've been co-hosting sorting out our stuff with Keiko on Tuesday mornings. A group of us come together to take care of things we have often procrastinated about or just plain avoided, and to support each other for those two hours we're together. Surprisingly, I feel that support throughout the week, and it's really quite a comfort. It's not something that I had expected. We all tackle things that we're, we've been avoiding and these range from anywhere from shredding documents, to phone calls, uh, to doing exercise, or just to allow ourselves some me time. Me time is very hard to come by very often. It's surprising that what we have been avoiding or postponing at times turn out to be nothing that we thought it would be. For example, one of the people was avoiding open a letter from the IRS. And it turned out to be junk mail that was made to look to resemble an official letter. We get so caught up in what might happen in the future with no real idea of what's going to take place. And at the end of the, uh, our day of sorting, things that have been so daunting are often resolved at least to some extent, sometimes completely. The moving, the sorting, the stress reminds me of case 22 in the Blue Clift Records, Shua Feng's Turtlenose Snake. This koan is very personal to me, and I have spent actually some sleep n- slee- sleepless nights <laughs> looking at it And it plays into so much of my life. And I would think probably everyone else's. Xua Feng taught the assembly. On South Mountain, there's a turtlenose snake. All of you people must take a good look. Chan Cheng said, in the hall today, there are certainly people who are losing their bodies and losing their lives a monk related this to chuan sha chuan sha said it takes elder brother len to be like this nevertheless i am not the monk asked what about you teacher chuan sha said why make use of south mountain human took his staff and threw it down in front of chuan feng making a gesture of fright I think this is a very interesting koan. <laughs> and the more I delve into it, the more layers there are to it. Where is South Mountain? And what is the turtle no snake? What will we find? A condo purchase? A koan officer? Oh, I mean, a loan officer. <laughs> or an unpaid, an, o- an o- unopened piece of mail? The turtlenose snake in China was considered to be the most venomous snake of all. We must take a good look at the snake, as Shua Feng says. This isn't something we have to do just at one time, but it is necessary to do over and over. Because we are constantly facing the snake. It's It's something we must do constantly. It's just a piece of piece of the, part of the practice. Fung doesn't say need to look, but that we must look. We each have a snake to face, and there are many ways to deal with it. Snakes need to be handled with care because they are wily and dangerous. So, they try, so we try to avoid them. If we don't look carefully, though, we can mistake a staff for a snake. But I think it's deeper than any particular instance or situation. Some situations are reoccurring and very similar. Some are different. But it's what's deep inside us that triggers the emotion we feel so strongly. For each of us, I'm sure it's different. And more often than not, what I have to face is nothing compared to what I come up with in my mind. I have a very fertile mind for such things. When I'm able to sit down and uh, face the snake, I'm able to fi- find peace that, it do- that doesn't come from avoidance or freezing like a rabbit in the headlights. For me, one of the snakes is my feeling of inadequacy, of failing not being up to the task at hand. the trek up the uh, mountain, it can be very arduous. My perspective on the situation, is it real or isn't it? Many things that we encounter can appear to be dangerous snakes and turn out to be nothing more than possibly a piece of junk mail. Snakes can be handled again in many ways, and one of my favorites is avoidance. If I'm lucky, maybe that snake will just go away. This doesn't work well at all, and actually, I've never really seen it happen. The situation persists and the snake is still there, whether I like it or not. I think that one must become a snake handler. Facing it eye-to-eye eye and inspecting it closely for what it is. It comes in many different guises, but it's still the same perception of ourselves. My snake never really goes away. I get better at handling it. But the snake keeps coming back in different forms and must be challenged again and again. Who, who is the snake? It's me. I am the snake. As Chan Ching says, in the hall today, there are certain certainly people who are losing their bodies and their lives. Each time we face the snake, we have to do this. When I was in my 20s, this is an example of, of it's easy when things are just come at you and you don't have any choice but to drop everything. And, I had an instance where I was having uh, almost in a headlong uh, headlong uh, a collision driving down a uh, road in the country, and it was amazing because I didn't feel any fear or anything. I just everything just happened, and the next thing I know, I was driving along behind the uh, person, and uh, I felt no fear. But it does come up, and I remember it because it was so clear about how easy it was and how painless it was. On the other hand, when I'm facing the snake, when things come up and I have time to ruminate about them, then it's difficult. But I still have to get to that point. I have to drop everything. As I said earlier. Making the move to Massachusetts was uh, complicated, and things kept changing over and over again. The seller changed the closing date at least three times. So I, uh, so I was back and forth with the people giving us the loan, trying to make sure that everything would come together in time for the closing. I, ho- I often felt completely overwhelmed and that I just couldn't keep up with all that was going on. There would come a point when I just had to drop the idea of what I was capable of, and do what need and just do what needed to be done. In situations like that, the, uh, situa- uh, the snake simply vanishes at that point. I would like to think that at some time in the future this would cease, but I know that's not going to be the case. But with our practice, it gets a bit easier each time. When I get caught up in what I have to to face, I lose sight of the difficulties that others are having. And I think no one else is suffering. It's only me and my suffering that exists. Examining our snakes and learning to see them and realize that we are all, we all have them, we can better understand and be aware of what others are going through. The more we practice, the more we become aware. While doing zazen, we have the opportunity to sit without judgment and watch as the uh, thoughts surface and disappear over and over again. The snake, I sit with the snake, he comes up, and then he disappears back into his hole or evaporates like a code. As Dogen says, Zazen is the Dharma gate of great ease and joy. uh, Doing Zazen is a chance to just sit and be aware and just sit. What a relief! For me, this simplifies my life so. Facing our snakes can be painful and unrelenting at times. And being aware of this, I feel great compassion for others. Because I know everyone goes through this. It can drive one to do things that are harmful to themselves and to others. And when I see this, I wonder, what is it, it is it that has driven to them to this point that they fail to recognize that they're not the only ones suffering? What misguided thoughts can cause this this pain and fear? And on on inspection, what I fear and want to avoid most is in the future, and that is unknowable. What will the un- outcome of the purchase, a uh, condo purchase be? How will I deal with the mess in the house and make order of it? The other day, while doing zazen with the oxbow sangha, I was so tempted to be to uh, know what time it was, where where it was. I I was just wanted. I wasn't comfortable with not knowing at what point we were sitting. Uh, facing what is unknown looms like a huge venomous snake, ready to strike and kill. I guess this is why people go to uh, uh, to card readers and um, seances and such as that to ease the pain and fear of not knowing, thinking there's a way to know that's going to help in the future. How will we make use of this suffering that we go through? I don't know. I think that's something that we do on a day, you know, a moment-to-moment basis, Um, and if we're aware of it, we can deal with it in a uh, uh, in a good way I'm going to end with a uh, quote from Norman Fisher that goes uh, when we stop creating unnecessary suffering we can notice all the suffering around us and I think that's very important so well, anyway thank you and have a good evening